Hawkeye Self Storage in Danville has electricity hookups, 14-foot-tall doors, and 60-foot drive lanes, private bays, interior and exterior lighting with 24-7 access gated entry. They also feature indoor RV and boat storage with three locations, 1303 East County Road 200 South in Danville, 7410 West U.S. 36 in Danville, and 2238 West U.S. Highway 36 in Danville. More information can be found by calling their phone number at 31. 31- 745-2700 or by going to their website hawkeyestorageunits.com This is Sights and Sounds with Alan Kiger. Alan is a Hendricks County native who talks with your favorite entertainers. Sights and Sounds is sponsored by Hawkeye Storage in Danville. And now your host Alan Kiger. This is Alan Kiger. I'm sitting here. Uh, this is a new venture for me. Um, we're on WYRZ. Um, start, started a little thing on the, in the newspaper, interviewing rock stars, country singers, uh, race car drivers. Uh, started a little business called Sights and Sounds Promotions, and we're going to be doing radio shows monthly. And the first radio show, we're going to start off with uh, local boy Levi Riggs from Danville, Indiana. Uh, first question, Levi, for the listeners that maybe not know who you are, can you tell us a little bit about you and what your background is and how you got started? Yeah, so thanks for having me. Um, again, my name is Levi Riggs. I'm from Danville, Indiana. Uh, I grew up there. We we uh, had a Jersey dairy farm, so I worked on that dairy farm until I was in high school. But uh, moved around a lot when I was a kid. My dad worked for Elanco Animal Health, and so we, we traveled a lot. And I got to see a lot of places as a kid. Lived in Minnesota, uh, lived in Amarillo, Texas. And then came back to Indiana to finish uh, high school and, and eventually went to Purdue uh, studied agriculture, sang in the Purdue Varsity Glee Club, got to tour all over the world. We sang in England, Ireland, Scotland, uh, all over the U.S., and I uh, got to represent Purdue. So that was a little bit about how I kind of came into music, um, started started singing with the Glee Club, uh, really loved country music because that was my background with the dairy farm and all that stuff, uh, 4-H, FFA. So I was really involved in all that. Um, and, and decided, hey, I really want to want to learn how to write country music and sing country music. So, you know, at, at I would front load all my classes in the morning to where I could I could go out to the recording studio, which was in the middle of a cornfield out in Lafayette, and work on all my songs and learn how to record. So, so that's a little bit about my background and kind of how I got started. When you, when you're doing this, talking about country music, when you got started, what did you find to be the hardest? Writing the songs, performing, singing? Uh, it's, I guess it's all kind of a challenge. I mean, the singing part to me is the easiest. Um, I'm just talented at singing. You know, that's, it's kind of like that's my wheelhouse, you know. So, so that part, it was kind of easy for me. The hardest part, I think, was just, you know, coming up with a great production. You know, it's like you want things to sound competitive on the radio. Um, and, you know, if you're doing country music, the way to do that is to go to Nashville and work with, you know, Nashville musicians and those guys that are grinding it every day. And, and just, you know, there's just so much talent there. You know, there's just a, a huge pool of talent that you can go and pull from to find what you need to fit your songs. So, you know, that was a challenge just going down there for several years networking. I mean, taking lots of meetings, uh, you know, and just just hooking up with the right producers and, and the players that could make us sound the best. Um so that you know, that's a challenge. You know, writing songs is a challenge. It can be. Sometimes it just comes to you 
naturally, you know, there's, there's times where, you know, things in my life have just impacted me to where I, I can just sit down and write a song in 20 minutes. And then there's other times, other seasons of life where it's harder to pull songs out of me, you know, it's like, then I'm looking for material. So it just kind of depends. Uh, do you find that uh, songwriting is more of a gift? I remember John Lennon said all the songs were already written and you just had to find them. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's probably true. Um, you know, there's there's definitely certain certain things in my life that have uh, impacted our songs, and and they are gifts. And when you when you get those, and you can write a great song, and share that with other people, and that gift continues to give. You know, so that's really cool too. What was your breakout song that first got you recognized? Well, the first thing I did actually was a song called F One Fifty, and it was basically about uh, uh, me and an old girlfriend in my my old F One Fifty truck, and just taking it all over the place and and uh, I was I was just trying to you know it was the first song I really wrote that I felt confident in and I gave it to a local station up in Lafayette called uh, K105 and they started playing it and they put it on a contest show called Smash Hit or Trash It you know and they would call the the local listeners and say you know do you guys like this song and they would call in and say, oh, that thing's awesome, or, or put it in the trash, you know. And, and it just one after another. There had to be 50 people that called in after they heard it that said, it's a smash, keep it, it's awesome, you know. And then there was one guy that called in and was like, you can take that song to the garbage can and trash it, you know. So I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> but uh, overwhelmingly, <laughs> had support for that song, which was, was, which was cool. It gave me a lot of confidence. And then I remember the first time I heard it on the radio, I was actually... Uh, I, I heard it as I was driving home from work that they were going to play it, you know. So I came back and I, I didn't have a radio in my house. I had a little alarm clock with a radio on it. Then I turned turned into the station and I was sitting on my bed. And then I heard the song come on, and I blared it as loud as I could on that little alarm clock radio. And I jumped up and down on the bed just screaming because I couldn't believe that there was getting played. You know, it was awesome. Um, the after that, where, where did that lead you to going to Nashville yeah. and you know hooking up with the right producers and the right songwriters? Right. Uh, well, there was an older gentleman, uh, Chuck Aaron, that uh, you know didn't have really any management, music management uh, experience, but he really had a passion for for my music and just supporting me. and And he's like, "Hey, we got to get you some contacts down there." So he started making some calls. And one of the guys that he called was Jerry Duncan, and Jerry Duncan's a pretty well-known uh, radio promotions uh, guy. He's worked with George Strait, and Martina, uh, all kinds of big hit, you know, stars. And and uh, I went down and met with him, and he's he's like, you know, this is a good song, but for your songs to compete, you really need great production. Like, you know, those guys in Indiana are doing a good job, but if you work with some guys down here in Nashville, they'll have that Nashville sound and what's current on the radio right now. And... Uh, so he, he actually had a big Rolodex, if you can imagine a Rolodex sitting on a desk with tons of contacts in it, and he started flipping through that Rolodex, and uh, a couple of names that came up were uh, Eddie Gore, uh, Rod Parkin, Paul Compton, and those were the three guys that I first started working with. So Rod Parkin is a is a song plugger and, a, and kind of a, a publisher, and Paul Compton is a publisher who owns publishing on Kenny Chesney and Luke Bryan um, and a lot of others, Billy Currington. Um, and those two guys, we got together and started just coming up with material. Hey, let's, let's, let's just find some great songs, you know? And so I found, I found some just awesome songs. One of those songs that Paul brought to me was, uh, called my best friend's a girl. And, uh, it just talks about, uh, kind of a wife, you know, husband and wife relationship, relationship where everything's just really close and, 
the thing that sold me on the song was, you know, she even drug me down to Disney World, you know, like my best friend's a girl, you know, and my wife and I went to Disney World on our honeymoon. We didn't have any money at the time, so we decided, hey, well, we'll, we'll just go to Disney World, and she really wanted to go and hadn't been, so that was what we did, and then that song got pitched to me a week later, so it was a perfect fit for my life, you know, I could really relate to it, and uh, that turned out to be a big launching uh song for me i i got together with flying island entertainment with shooter jennings and gwen sebastian and uh, bucky covington at the time and and i was uh another artist on that independent label and we put out my best friend's a girl and it and it just took off um and then it, it exploded on spotify you know and spotify had just come out so a lot of people were f- starting to discover me on that new platform uh which really helped too is that your biggest hit so far on Spotify? Uh, it's got the most plays over time. Um, another one that you know you've got a hold of is, is called Greenlight that just came out uh, a few months ago, and and it's it's got a lot of traction too. So, you know, Spotify is just a cool it's a cool platform for people to discover new music, and there's a, a lot of great music that uh, that is you know out there. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about Greenlight being your your last yeah. Hit. What, what can you tell me about it? I know personally I love it. All yeah. my friends like it. It just seems to be a, a great song. Well, Greenlight was written by uh, Marty Dodson, Jason Duke, Ryan Griffin, and Josh Curran. If you uh, Google any of those names, they're all uh, really successful guys in Nashville. Uh, Marty Dodson has been a great mentor to me. He, he's written a couple other songs that I've recorded, like I'm Good. Um, he has a, a songwriting platform called Songtown that he shares with Clay Mills. Uh, so songtown.com, which is a website that's dedicated to helping people learn how to write songs and learn the craft of songwriting, which is really cool. Um, so it, it, you know, green light came from, from those guys, Jason Duke. I thought, I think he just signed a a publishing deal with uh, B, uh, uh, BMG, you know, big machine label group, BMLG. Anyway. Um, so a lot of talent there. So I knew it was going to be a a good song. And then it was one that kind of got pitched to me as we had already kind of started recording and I was like, this song, this song's got to make the list, guys, you know, so, so we put it on at the last minute, and uh, because I, I, they pitched it to me, I was actually shooting around in the gym, and I had it sitting on my iPhone, and I just couldn't get it out of my head, I was listening to all these demos, and, and shooting, shooting hoops, and listening to them, I'm like, Greenlight is going to be a smash, like, it's a great song, it's catchy, and uh, so, so we cut it, and it's just been fun. We got a, a great music video out there on YouTube uh, that uh, Noah Pointer shot, Noah Pointer Media, and he put that in a, in a collegiate contest, and the, and the video took first place in that contest. So it, it's a really well-done video. Um, we used a lot of really cool uh, landmark spots from my college days, like the Triple X restaurant up there at Purdue, which is a really famous uh, diner. Uh, and, and just some areas of, of West Lafayette that are really cool. So uh, a lot of neat things in that video. We're going to go ahead and listen to that song now, and we'll come back here in just a second. Sounds great. Girl, you're hard to read sometimes, kind of quiet, kind of shy. And I'm wondering tonight what you're thinking. We've been dancing all around what it is that we are now. We keep trying to slow it down, but it ain't working. Waiting on a green light, sitting on go. My heart's ready, but I need to know if it's alright to call in love. Don't you think it's time for the two of us? Put our foot on the gas to get off the brake. Don't be waiting on me, cause I'm waiting on a green light. Waiting on a green light. Girl, let's pull out all 
all the stops Give this everything we've got Just a chance is worth a shot Give me a sign cause I'm waiting on a green light Sitting on go, my heart's ready but I need to know If it's alright to call in love Don't you think it's time for the two of us Put a foot on the gas to get off the brake Don't be waiting on me cause I'm waiting on a green light Stuck waiting on a green light, sitting on go. Waiting on a green light, sitting on go. My heart's ready, but I need to know if it's alright to call in love. Don't you think it's time for the two of us? Put a foot on the gas to get off the brake. Don't be waiting on me, cause I'm waiting on a green light. Waiting on a green light. Don't you think? Okay, we're back here with Levi Wrigley. Just got done listening to Green Light. Uh, Levi, you've got a new song right now that you yeah. just got put out uh, May 17th. Yeah. That you've been uh, doing a lot of promoting on. Uh, it's called Kiss Ya. Where do you see this song going? Well, it's a fun song. It's a song that just uh, just has a cool, fun summer vibe to it. Um, it's really catchy, really kind of ear earworm, you know, hook that just, you know, keeps coming back. I mean... Uh, a lot of people say, oh, I will listen to that song, and now it's stuck in my head all the time. So so I think that's great. Uh, yeah, it's called Kiss You in Front of My Friends. And um, basically, it was kind of a group collaboration with me and Shane Grove, um, David Wade, Daryl O'Donnell, and Eric Westfall. Those guys kind of had this idea. They said, hey, you know, we got, we've got kind of this map, and they sent me this long list of um, lyrics, and just kind of, I was like, this is, you know, it's all kind of there. We just need to form it up, you know. Um, so they kind of worked on the verses, and then I just tried to come up with, you know, a really cool melody and a cool chord structure, Um on the song and and so I wrote the chorus and and kind of the the bridge that kind of leads it into the ending um, but it's a really cool song. It talks about uh, just kind of public displays of affection. You know, I want to kiss you in front of my friends. And I know, you know, when I was young and I had a girlfriend or something and I was around all my buddies, it was like it was kind of a thing if I put a kiss on her, you know, in front of all my buddies. Like, hey, you know, what what's going on with those two, you know, type of thing. And um, the song really takes a cool direction where it's, you know, he's, he's one, acknowledged this, this relationship in front of his friends and his buddies, but then two, at the end of the song, it's in front of his family and friends when they're uh, in front of all the all of his friends at, at the church getting married, you know. So I thought, you know, that's really cool where you're looking in her eyes and holding her hand and kissing, you, kissing her in front of your friends. Yeah, it's something yeah. we can definitely all relate to. And yeah. uh, when you get pitched a song... How, how do you do you say hey this this song works good with my voice it's something I like mm-hmm. do you get songs and you have to rearrange them to fit how you sing yeah um, I've only I've only done a couple lyrical rewrites um, 
you know, if there's a song that I feel like is really close but just not quite there, then I'll I'll go with this to the songwriter and say, hey, if I change it to this, are you going to have a problem with it? Most of the time, they'll say, no, you know, this is fine. Yeah, you know, if it fits you better, if you sing it like this, then that's fine. You know, I but I uh, I really just try to look at the pedigree of the song first. It's like, okay, who's it coming from? You know, is it somebody I trust? Is it somebody I like to work with? Um, and then you know, is it is it fitting me as an artist? Because I try if it's if I haven't written it, I really want it to fit me and make it seem like I did, you know. And then take that song. And a lot of times, if you heard demos of songs and then you heard the finished product, they're a lot different. You know, I may have sped them all up. You know, I may have put a different groove to it. Um, but in most cases, I've made it a better fit for me as an artist, you know. And and I've always kind of thought about what's it going to sound like when I'm singing live. Uh, you know, to the fans, how are they going to respond to the groove? You know, I'm looking for emotion out of people when they hear it. You know, is it going to get them moving? Is, are they going to like it? And that's what I think about when I think about recording them. Uh, when you're up on stage, I've, I've seen you a few times. Uh, you, you've got that where you've got the people up dancing and feeling the groove. Mm-hmm. Is there a certain song that you, perf- you know, something that you want to perform every single night, maybe whether it's a song you've written or somebody yeah. else's that, that gets the crowd going that... Yeah, there's a song that uh, that I cut the same time that I cut My Best Friend's a Girl, and it's called Talking Country. And it's just got this really cool groove, and every time we come into that song, the crowd just instantly finds that groove and starts rocking to it, you know? And it's just like, they, they may not even be that familiar with it, but it's a song that always gets them moving. Um, so that's one that I always look forward to playing just because I just love it. I think it's a fun, fun song. It just has this really driving rock groove to it. Uh, we used Adam Schoenfeld, who plays lead guitar for Jason Aldean, on the song. So, it, I mean, it really has that tonality. Um, just a lot of fun to play. How do you get artists from other artists to come play with you? Yeah, surprisingly, it's, uh, you know, there's a lot of artists that, or a lot of uh, players that play for people like Reba, Jason Aldean, Darius Rucker, Kelly Clarkson. Um, you know, when they're not playing with them, then I'm working with them in the studio you know my producers have connections to all of them and we're just trying to create the best band that sounds like the levi riggs show you know it's like Derek mash Durky llama is our drummer and he's really i mean he's really aggressive on the drums and we bring in you know miles mcpherson uh to match that you know it's like okay we want we want this to kind of carry this sound to carry over to our live show all the time so we find players that play similar to the guys that i use live and a lot of people don't realize that you know the studio players put down the tracks and then the live players learn what the studio players do and that's that's who you typically take on the road with you uh studio players are just one or two take guys they're just really really good in the studio um and the studio supplies a secondary income for most of those guys when they're not out on the road with reba or you know jason or any of those guys okay um if you could write a song with any artist past or present who would that be Man, oh, that's tough because I got a lot of you know really big influences. I think uh, if I could write a song with Johnny Cash, that would be that would be awesome. You know, um, I actually just heard this uh, uh, remix of a of a song that uh, you know Cheryl Crow and Johnny Cash did uh, called Redemption Day. It's a really cool song, you know. And Johnny just has so many great songs. He you know he's got a lot of spiritual songs. You know, one of my favorite songs of his is When the Man Comes Around. 
um, which kind of talks about the end times, but it's it's pretty powerful song. Um, but I would, yeah, that, that would be awesome. Would he be one of your main influences when you were growing up? Yeah, him and, and Elvis, actually. I mean, it, a lot of 50s music, surprisingly, which today, you know, 50s, that style seems to be kind of coming back a little bit, which is a lot of fun. I love the Everly Brothers. I love Elvis, um, the Beatles, you know, all those, that Sun, that Sun Studio sound, you know, with Roy Orbison and Carl Perkins and, and all those guys, you know, Johnny Cash out of Memphis, all those guys out of Memphis is kind of where I initially took a lot of my influence. Have you taken a tour through the Sun Studio? Yeah, it's awesome. It's pretty, awesome. Pretty I mean, neat. Did you just, stand right there where Elvis sang? And, yeah, it's just it's just a lot of fun. It's just you know it's it's cool when people with talent and you know similar interests get together and create great music and that's just one of those meccas that you got to go to and and kind of feel that presence there with all those guys it's just awesome jerry lee lewis i mean a lot of great talent there um what are some of your hobbies so what's what do you like to do when you're when you're not performing yeah well i like to spend a lot of time with my kids um you know if you're following me on instagram or facebook or any of that stuff there's a lot of videos with us uh you know we we get together you know i'll sing songs and they'll they'll sing and dance and you know as i'm playing guitar that's a lot of fun i like to play basketball um i like to lift i've been lifting uh quite a bit you know about four times a week just doing a lot of uh physical fitness so things that you know just kind of keep me centered and grounded and and that sort of thing I mean, are you are you a fisherman? Are you a hunter? Um, well, I'm, I don't really fish. I don't really hunt. I mean, I do to an extent, but um, you know, I've got a pretty decent gun collection. I like to shoot just for fun, just to shoot targets and that sort of thing. Um, you know, so so those are some of the things that I like to do. But yeah, okay. Um, tell tell us about your uh, tour you're taking this summer. Where all can and folks come listen to you that are maybe maybe around here and then yeah. tell us some of the well i know we just booked uh, the clinton county fair which i think is july 18th so that's something that you know if you're somewhat local that's not too far away um we've got the summer sounds on the square i think it's september 21st in danville um on june 12th i'll actually be at the rathskeller uh on the beer garden so from six to nine you can come outside on a really nice patio and check us out there um and then we're going further away. We just got done playing the Kentucky Derby. Uh, we'll be out at uh, uh, Dubuque, Iowa this this weekend playing for uh, Low Cash, opening for Low Cash, uh, which is the second time I've been with them. They're a lot of fun. So, yeah, just check out our schedule. It's LeviRiggs.com and, and just go to our tour tab. How, how was the Kentucky Derby playing down there? It was awesome. Uh, it's just so many sights to see i mean everybody's dressed to the nines you know there's so many people it's just a lot of excitement um and it's just just awesome to watch people and just a fun thing to be a part of of course this year's ending was pretty controversial but (laughs) i guess it's part kind of cool to be part of history too i was there that that day uh were there a lot of stars coming by in where you were at yeah uh we were actually in this part of uh the derby museum which um was kind of a VIP thing. It was fifteen hundred dollars a ticket, <laughs> so oh, wow. uh, pretty pretty expensive. Uh, Martina McBride, we got to open them for her, which was really cool. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's it's in a three hundred and sixty degree museum, so you can actually watch each race in kind of a three hundred and sixty degree uh, screen HD screen as the race runs around, which gives you a really cool vantage point. And you're out of the uh, the rain, so <laughs> that was kind of nice too. And then you can go outside and watch the race if you want to. But a lot of the folks just stayed inside and ate really nice food and had really nice drinks and got to <laughs> hang out with us. <laughs> so it was awesome. Have your kids figured out 
who their dad is? I mean, other than their their dad? Uh, you know, I think Stella, uh, my oldest, she's she's seven. She has a pretty good idea. She likes to introduce pe- do, introduce me and say, "This is Levi Riggs. He's a country singer." You know, and <laughs> that's kind of how she does that. But uh, the other two, you know, they're still pretty young and don't quite have it all figured out. Uh, Leland's my youngest. He's one, and Maisie's four, and uh, both of them are just kind of happy being little kids and you know not really thinking about it. Um, any big plans that you have? Uh, is there any tours that you would like to get on? I mean, is there is there stuff like that being pitched? I mean, we're, you know, I just take it a day at a time. Everybody's like, how do you do what you do? And, and you just take it a day at a time and you do it on a priority basis. And, you know, uh, the next thing that I've got coming at me is, you know, this weekend with Low Cash. So I'm going to focus on nailing that. And, you know, I've found that every time I nail a, a big show, another big opportunity is right behind it. I just may not know what it is. <laughs> When you're out there playing low cash and you're also a farmer, uh, in case our fans didn't know that, we've got a lot of rain going on here. Mm-hmm. When you're out there performing and you know it's nice and dry back home and you haven't been in the fields for a while and you need to get back in there, does that ever come over your mind? Or? Yeah, I mean, that that definitely, uh, you know, it's it's a big thing to manage. I've got a lot of responsibility here um, in Indiana with, with the farmers that I work with and you know, and, and I've got employees in place to take care of things when I'm gone now, which has helped. Uh, that's some new improvements to my business. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you definitely want to be around, and you got to make sure that things are set on the farm uh, before you can take off and, and go do that sort of thing. Well, Seth, we're going to go ahead and listen to uh, Kiss You before we let you off here, and I uh, hope our fans like that. All my buddies had nothing on me Out every night partying late they all said no woman could tame me, let alone take my last name. But you lit that fire and my single days went up in flames. I want to kiss you. I want to kiss you in front of my friends. Make them all wonder what we got going, what we're caught up in. I want to kiss you. I want to kiss you in front of my friends. I want to kiss you in front of my friends I want to kiss you in front of my friends We don't need candlelight, a campfire's fine My boys are drinking whiskey and your girls are sipping wine I'll take a shot when you think it's time Yeah, I want to kiss you I want to kiss you in front of my friends Make them all wonder what we got going, what we're caught up in. I want to kiss you. I want to kiss you in front of my friends. Because you've taken me to a place I've never been. I want to kiss you in front of my friends. I want to kiss you in front of my friends. I've never been much for people. It's April, June, or May But I think we need to make a big display I want to kiss you I want to kiss you in front of my friends Make them all wonder what we got going What we're caught up in I want to kiss you I want to kiss you in front of my friends Make them all wonder what we're caught I want to kiss you in front of my friends 
Standing up with the preacher Looking in your eyes and holding your hand I wanna kiss ya I wanna kiss ya in front of my friends Cause you've taken me to a place I've never been And I wanna do this over and over again I wanna kiss ya in front of my friends Yeah I wanna kiss ya in front of my friends Hope everybody liked that new song, Kiss You in Front of My Friends. Um, t- tell us how people can get a hold of your music. Yeah. I mean, tell, tell people that maybe don't know what Spotify is to explain right. that to yeah. them. Yeah, I mean, if you don't know what Spotify is, um, you know, it's a, a digital streaming platform, uh, just like Apple Music, iTunes, uh, Amazon Music, and Google Play. There's there's a lot of ways you can, you can find music. Um, and... Uh, you know, you can put basically every song that exists of mine on your phone and stream it instantly, which is a lot of fun. Um, and then if you're coming to my shows and you still like to run a CD player, uh, you can pick up CDs at my shows, and I'll sign those for you. Uh, you mentioned Instagram and Twitter. Can you go ahead and give us your Instagram and Twitter account? Yeah, it's just at Levi Riggs. Pretty simple. So at Levi Riggs on both of those. And then I'm on Facebook, too. Um, and I'm the guy behind the behind the curtain, so to speak. So if you're, you're tweeting at me or hit me up on Instagram, then I'm seeing those and responding to you. Okay. Do you ever do anything... Um, live like from instagram or twitter while you're doing that on stage where maybe you ever taken a request for um, somebody you know i mean we've do, we've done some facebook lives i don't do it very often it's just a lot to handle when you're when you're live um especially on on stage um for me just to get a good feed it's like it's hard to perform and hold my phone and do all those sorts of things um a lot of times i'm you know i'm active right when i get on and then right when i get off uh sometimes i'll I'll have enough time to take a selfie with the crowd or something but but uh, maybe that's something we can look at you know moving forward if i can get some some people out front to to videotape i noticed whenever i've seen you in concerts you've always had time sit out there and talk to the fans and sign autographs is that something that you know we'll always see Levi do oh yeah that's I mean that's a foundation of how I got to where I am so far is just spending a lot of time with folks uh, after shows appreciating that they took their time and money to come out and see me and um, you know I take as many pictures and sign as many autographs as it takes so okay if somebody uh, doesn't pick up your music on Spotify um, Amazon Music Apple, where can they go ahead and get a copy of the CD if they didn't come to your show? Um, well, you can go to LeviRigs.com. We've got a merch page, and uh, you can you can get some more there, and we can send them to you. Okay. Tell us again one more time uh, where you'll be this summer that local people can see you. Uh, yeah, the Raskeller in Indianapolis, um, Summer Sounds on the Square. Uh, we got a community day out in Danville coming up on June 2nd, um, and then uh, the Clinton County Fair are all... Within the Raskeller, what day is that? Raskeller is June 12th from 6 to 9, Wednesday. Okay. Well, we've been in the studio here with Levi Riggs, and we want to thank him for taking the time out of his uh, busy schedule to come in here and make this a uh, first show for us. Well, thank you very much, Alan. You've been listening to Sights and Sounds with Alan Kiger, sponsored by Hawkeye Storage in Danville. Join us the first Saturday of every month at 4 p.m. on 98.9 FM and WYRZ.org. 
Hawkeye Self Storage in Danville has electricity hookups, 14-foot tall doors, and 60-foot drive lanes, private bays, interior and exterior lighting with 24-7 access gated entry. They also feature indoor RV and boat storage with three locations, 1303 East County Road 200 South in Danville, 7410 West US 36 in Danville, and 2238 West US Highway 36 in Danville. More information can be found by calling their phone number at 310 310- 745-2700 or by going to their website, hawkeyestorageunits.com.